Hello, hello, hello everyone. As you may know this week, I am not putting out an official episode. However, I thought it would be a good opportunity to just put out a little mini-sode covering a topic that I don't think would take a full episode to cover. So, hi, I'm Cass, and thanks for tuning in this week. This is just going to be unscripted, off the cuff, probably with very little editing, so uh, I hope you bear with me on that point. This week I thought I would cover some things that I wish I had done in my undergrad, and also things I did do in my undergrad to make things a little bit easier for myself later on. So if you're in high school, maybe planning out where you want to go to university, perhaps you're in first year figuring out what you want to do with your life, second year maybe you've decided, okay, clinical psych, that's where I want to be, here are the things that you should be doing as soon as possible. So one of the first things that I think is perhaps a little obvious is that you should be working towards declaring a psych major and taking all the courses that you need in order to become a psych major. There might be a GPA cutoff, uh, perhaps a GPA cutoff in certain classes. So I know at my school you have to get at least an A- in Psych 100 in order to advance into the psychology major. So I would highly suggest looking up what you need to get into psychology at your school and planning ahead, doing those courses and working really hard in those courses. If you have already declared your psych major, you're working on it, that is so great. The next step is looking for the things that you need in order to do an honors thesis. Some schools have very specific requirements and grade cutoffs for doing an honors thesis, including perhaps getting a certain mark in statistics or taking research methods or something like that. Honors thesis theses are vital for getting into clinical psych. They show your future establishment that you can do research, even better if it's an ambitious project, and even better if it's with a professor who works in an area that you would like to go into later on. It also helps to start building those relationships with professors who are in your area in order to also gain some mentorship. Uh, mentorship is really great to have, especially early on, because they can really tell you how it is. They can tell you what you should be doing, how you should be improving, um, even just talking about what the career is like so you can help decide if this is really what you want to be doing. This could mean, you know, participating in class, staying after class to ask a few questions, going to office hours, Anything where you can just have a little bit of time to chat with a prof or perhaps with a TA who's a graduate student. Um, this might also help you with my next point, which is that you should really, really work hard at applying and doing as many RA-ships as you can. Do them early. Uh, this is really important because people look for RA-ships in your application later on and also Usually, clinical psych graduate programs will require you to have two or three letters of reference in order to get into the program. These are hard to come by if you haven't done the research assistantship with a professor in order to have that little bit closer professional relationship with a professor so that they can write about your skills and write you a really great letter to help you get in. It also might be good to think ahead a little bit about graduate programs and look at the schools that you're interested in and the programs you're interested in to see kind of what was the typical GPA of somebody who got in there, what about their GRE scores, things like that. 
They might also have a list of required courses to have been taken already by the time you apply. So look at those. I know some require you taking a history of psychology class. Now, I think for certain schools, it's okay if you haven't taken them already, but it means that you will have to take them when you're doing your master's and PhD. And because that is already stressful enough, getting it out of the way in undergrad uh, will definitely help your future self out a lot. So take a range of classes, take, you know, developmental, take cognitive, take all of your research methods, all of your statistics, really kind of have a diverse set of classes that you're taking because you never know when it'll come in handy in an application later on and it also helps you figure out the type of psychology you want to go into. Now in order to get good marks in these classes I would highly suggest even working with an academic advisor or someone who can help you figure out great study habits. I know for me I did very well in high school and you know, coming to university and going into my upper years of university, I realized that I hadn't developed a good set of study skills for the times when things weren't easy for me. And I got very frustrated with myself and thought, okay, this always came to me so easily before. I don't have the toolkit for helping me when things get hard. So, so learn how to study well. If you have a friend who has, you know, great notes, ask if you can look them over, ask what their study plans are, watch, you know, how I study YouTube videos, but really make sure that you are able to handle when things don't go well. Um, especially if you're someone like me who really define themselves by getting good grades and define themselves by things coming easy to me. Uh, you may have a rude awakening later on when you know you don't get into something or you don't get the grade so you don't want to panic at this point you just want really good tools in place to help you and it's totally okay to ask for help i hated asking for help and then i became someone who adored going to office hours and adored getting the one-on-one -on -one time and talking to somebody and figuring stuff out there's absolutely no shame in asking for help. There is absolutely no shame in going to office hours. In fact, I encourage you to do it. You're going to get the most out of your undergraduate degree. So that is an excellent resource. Use it. You got it. You're paying for it already. Why not? I also recommend looking into the GRE, the graduate records exam, early, seeing if you need to write it for your program. Some schools are getting rid of it, which is super awesome because that test is pretty hard, or at least it was for me. Um, and studying for it takes a lot of time and I really wish I had known about it earlier because I would have gotten studying earlier, perhaps, you know, doing a couple questions a week, even for, like, I wish I was doing it my entire undergrad because those skills were really hard to cram into three months for me. I don't learn math easily and it kind of sucked. So learn about it learn about the other qualifications that you will need to apply, whether it's the thing like the honors thesis, the certain courses, the graduate records exam, the reference letters, just familiarize yourself with the process as much as possible so there are no shocks or things that throw you off balance later on. Now, although I know some people say that things like extracurricular activities don't matter so much for clinical psych, it's not looked at so much, but I disagree with that. I think that extracurriculars give you excellent fodder for interview questions. You might get an interview which talks about, you know, what is something you 
overcame or a time when you worked with a group to, you know, create something or, or whatever it is. And if you have experiences working with a committee or working with a different population, doing charity work, these things help you become a more rounded person, which helps you come across even better with interviews. Um, on top of, of course, just doing things for yourself, being engaged in hobbies and activities that you like to do. It'll help you with things like work-life balance later on. It'll help you with learning how to make friends and have a support group for yourself and kind of set things up the best way possible for your mental health later on. So yeah, become involved in your school, get to know people. If there's uh, you know, a mental health advocacy group, get involved there, meet some people. You're probably like-minded at that point and, you know, it can only improve your application. Now, don't do it to the point where you overcommit and you don't say no to anything and you don't have time for school because at the end of the day, your GPA does matter a lot, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know, set yourself up for success the best way you can and uh, you'll thank yourself later on, I promise you. Also, you know, learning the boundary of when to say no to projects and when not to overcommit does happen your entire life and will happen in graduate school and will happen if you want to be a professor. So definitely learning this skill set now is great. Also, things like learning to take care of yourself, learning to cook, learning to clean, manage your budget, manage your time. These are all things where an undergraduate degree is a great kind of stomping ground to learn them, get yourself set up so that the first time you're on your own and cooking for yourself and cleaning isn't when you're starting your PhD because it just makes things so much harder and things are hard enough already. So it's a great time to learn these skills. I would also look at things like undergraduate journals of like science journals where you might be able to get some work published that looks amazing on your CV and attending undergraduate research conferences where perhaps you can present or you can at least network, get to know people, get to know professors, get to know what it's like to go to a conference, even just being a guest at a regular conference. It's great and it's good experience and I think that it'll definitely help you out later on maybe even help you out when you're defending your honors thesis and you gain kind of some of those interpersonal skills as well as presentation skills. So take advantage of what your university has to offer. I would join if there's an undergraduate psych association, uh, go to those networking events. Sometimes there's things like dinner with profs or, you know, a night with the psychology department and, you know, take advantage of any time where you get to know people and know professors and network, take advantage of it all because you never know when one of these connections is the person who gives you a summer lab position where you get paid to do research and get experience and things like that. Name recognition is really important and I think that these are great opportunities to get to know people one-on-one -on -one as a person, not just as a teacher and student. So yeah, Thanks for listening this week. I just wanted to put something out. I'm a perfectionist and I really don't like leaving you guys hanging. So, you know, I thought the mini-sode format where it's, you know, just a casual chat would work out really well. So yeah, hope this helps. Uh, I'll see you guys next week for a regular episode. It's gonna be a good one, I think. 
I have some guests coming on that I've been really wanting to have on my podcast for a while who are smart and engaged in the community and I think that they're going to have a lot to say and a lot of interesting experience and advice to share. So tune back in next week. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Uh, Hang in there.